From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. It's hour number three. Welcome in, everybody. It's a big and wild outdoors. Uh, say goodbye, bye, everybody. Bye, bye to Jonathan. He's on his way back over to uh, open up, uh, open up the shop, Arrowhead Archery. He'll be over there, uh, opening up at its normal time at ten o'clock. And uh, if you need your archery stuff or GNB Gator Supply, if you're a big gator hunter, uh, get your stuff there. It's all ready to go. And so uh, Bill George decided to hang around. I guess he's still got tea to drink, so he didn't go nowhere. He's got nothing to do today on a rainy 40% chance day I, today. I got crushed asphalt to spread. That sounds like an exciting outdoor day, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> sounds really awesome. Matter of fact, you and the kids can come over, no, too, if you no, want to no, try. No, 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 no. They will sleep very well. No, I, I'm no, no, no. Not going to do it. Not going to do it today. Uh, actually, I think I'm going to go hang out at G5 today. I'm going to go over there and uh, hang out and see what's going on. By the way, uh, if you missed it, I talked about it real fast before we hit the top of the hour. But all the Zoom products out there, they're blowing them out half price. So uh, you're looking for uh, worms, crawdads, uh, any of that kind of stuff, uh, it's all there. They're getting it well, out of there. Just let those uh, fishing teams for the high school know about it. You know. Oh, yeah, man. Well, you know, usually Strawberry Crest or Plant or any of those guys that come in, they, they special order what they want. They come in, they get the big old bags. So, I Do mean, they? They, Oh, yeah. Yeah. They stick with the ones that brung them, you know. So, you know how fishermen are. That's they always right. go for their go-to thing. I, I, I Is I William still that... on the phone? Is he? What? Oh, my gosh. Hang on a second. Hang on. By the way, uh, before I get to you, yeah. William, real quick, let me do a quick introduction. Can I do that real quick? That's fine. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't know you were in the library. Hang on a second. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh, now you're talking loud. Okay, Captain Christopher Hayes is here. He's in the studio. The crazy oh. man brought in, what is that, two dozen donuts? Yeah, somewhere around two dozen. Do you really think we're going to be able to polish all those off? I know you brought the big, giant cup of coffee. Well, the coffee's Talk into that donuts. microphone, rookie. Oh. What are you doing? Yeah, rookie. No, the, uh, <laughs> the donuts are, uh, the, no, not once. That's all right, though. We we but, can't hear the person that you're talking to. Knock is uh, producer. He's talking to you in your headphones, and he's like, oh, "Yeah, no, when I talk, it's not on air. No, uh, it's not. It's 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 a secret. Oh, it is. Yeah. Uh-oh. So uh, anyway, Captain uh, Christopher Hayes is here, and uh, he's going to uh, do us a little education and stuff as we try to polish off two dozen donuts. Too bad you're not here, William. Well, I mean, you know, you can deliver them. I mean, that's oh yeah, sure, <laughs> yeah. We'll just hop on over there to wherever you are. Lord only knows where that is. Um, I'm in I'm in Mulberry in my living room this morning. Well, there you go. Yeah, I'll send them right over. Knock. Bye bye. Nope. Okay, I guess he hung up. <laughs> <laughs> what did he do? That wasn't me. That I was know not it me. wasn't you. I thought. What are you trying to get out of delivery service, man? That's not cool. I mean, that's one way to do it. Yeah. William, I'm sorry. I don't know what you did. You pulled the plug out of the wall or something. But uh, give us a call back if you need to. But. Uh, uh, I don't know who this guy is, but uh, we were introduced here, and anybody who brings that many donuts, we're instantly friends, so no, thank you no, for he that. he brought them, but he never opened them. You know, you know what? That's he, true. He kind of set them to the side. Yeah. Yeah, they just... 
<laughs> you know, it's just the hopes I think of they're the empty baby. boxes. You think oh, so? yeah. <laughs> now, I left the donuts in the car. That's what happened. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, uh, real, real quick, William's back. How you doing, William? Please. Be- I, I'm doing fine. I'm just kind of amazed. I'm dropping calls sitting in my uh, in my living room. So. Pay, pay your bill, my but, friend. Pay your bill. Well, well I, it, I'm sure that has something to do with it. I'll talk to my wife. She pays the bills. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, uh, I, I, I loved seeing Jonathan's video. Like y'all were talking about on Facebook, because uh, need to kill all those coyotes. Oh, all I, I, you know what? And that to me, you you've seen more of them than I have, but that would look like a pretty young one. I mean, he looked like he was yeah, uh, he was a youngster. He was uh, maybe uh, two year old, maybe two or three. I don't know. Uh, you know how big they get? Two years years. old, old enough to hunt down a turkey and kill it. Oh, and also old enough to uh, be there in the gang of five, eating, yep. all, bringing down a calf and eating that as well. Yep. But. Uh, yeah, you, I, I will. I'll give Jonathan props on that shot. It was a heck of a shot, and uh, gotta main gotta maintain our predators. That that is except true. The turkey, turkey that, populations, deer populations, everything. So people don't realize uh, that, except people like you who actually you know uh, go out there and hit the woods. You and uh, you know Bill George, you know big turkey guys that you guys are. You spend a lot of time out there. You see the carnage that goes on. You know. Uh, oh yeah. Well, I mean, I've uh, a couple of years ago, Hunter, my son was out there. Uh, Preseason scouting for uh, a guide, and watched the uh, coyote attack a full-grown mature gobbler and kill him right in front of him. And he didn't have a gun because he was, you know, scouting, and he couldn't didn't shoot him. So I mean, uh, they they'll take mature birds too. Now, Bill They're George, not, you're the legal guy. You're the legal guy. Let me ask you: If you're out scouting, uh, I know that you're not allowed to carry a firearm. And why not? Yeah, there's no reason he couldn't have carried firearms. He, he just, just didn't. didn't. It's it's yeah. usually, usually it's because you're hot. It's it's miserable out there, and a, an extra couple pounds carrying around isn't isn't pleasurable. Well, then that kind of negates That's the question I was sure going to do it. Uh, negates the question I was going to ask. So whatever. So now anyway. the real question would be: Is if you shot the coyote, can you keep the gobbler? <laughs> that I don't think you can, I don't think you can pull that off. It doesn't go towards your nah, bag limit. I don't think it works that way. No, no. I don't think it works that way. That would be hey, pretty but, nice but, in nature. So. Speaking of turkeys, uh, which is the main reason the main reason I called. We're and not you were speaking talking of about turkeys. Events. You're you're speaking well, of we turkeys. We talked about turkeys and coyotes. I mean, it's a good yeah. segue. You brought it uh, up. What about talking turkeys? about events? Talking about events. Let's talk about a turkey event. On the 26th of July in Lakeland, the National Wild Turkey Federation Lakeland Chapter Banquet. Oh, yeah. I didn't uh, know that was coming up. Uh, that's always one of the big ones. It's a big supported one actually, out there. It, it's, it's, it's well supported. It's not real big. We, we've got it down uh, probably only have like a maximum of 100 people. That way it'll, it'll sell out. You get people that really want to be there, and we have a good time. So... Um, Anybody interested in joining, give us a call. I'll give you my phone number. Uh, you can call the radio station. Now, you guys have my information and stuff, too. But uh, we'd love to have you join us. What, where is that event at? It is at the Lakeland Elks Lodge on Hardin Boulevard. Yes, sir. Just, just down the street from the Civic Center. Okay. And that's on the 26th? What time is it? It's an evening thing, uh, right? I, but yeah, this, it's thir- it's a Thursday evening. Doors open at six. Dinner starts at seven. We're gonna have a prime rib uh, meal this year. Um, single tickets are sixty dollars a piece. A couple is one hundred and fifteen. Uh, Jake's for the kids seventeen and under are twenty five. And then a, a sponsor ticket, which is for two, 
is 325 And if you're interested in the table, the table is for eight. includes one sponsorship and seven regular memberships. Is six hundred and fifty dollars. There you go. All right. And of course, you can always go to the National Wild Turkey Federation, look up banquets and all that kind Not of stuff, work, yep. and uh, you, yep, you, you can look up, pick out which state it is, and they'll give you all the banquets within the area and uh, where they're happening. Where you they're going to be. You can actually buy your tickets online that way. There you go. See, you didn't have to speak at all. That's I could have just told everybody that. Listen, call back. Call back <laughs> while we're at the uh, expo and make sure you remind us because that'll be the weekend prior to the event yeah it'll be the week prior that's for sure or better yet um, just show up you, well actually i'm, I'm on call no well, it doesn't matter just means you have to be able to roll yeah right yeah, that's well, right and and well the, the problem being is you know if i don't if i'm not where i'm supposed to be then those bills that my wife are supposed to be paying that may be the reasons it didn't get paid. Dude, you, you can get there just as fast from the expo as you could if you were sitting at home, if you're on call. It's That's no all we're deal. saying. Is, Actually, yeah. probably closer. Yeah. yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> all right, William, thanks for calling, man. And, right, uh, we'll hope to see Take you out care. there at the uh, National Wild Turkey Federation dinner out there in Lakeland. I know it's that time of year. They happen all over the place. And uh, Friends of the NRA Banquet's coming up, as Kent Dills mentioned uh, last hour. By the way... <clears throat> Well, let's go ahead and give away those tickets right now while we have the opportunity because we're supposed to give away two pair an hour. Uh, let's go ahead and give caller number seven a pair of tickets to the uh, Deer and Turkey Expo that's happening at the end of the month, and uh, it'll be good. You'll see me, maybe William. He'll show up. I don't know. Uh, you're going to be there. Bill, I'll be there. Jonathan will be there. Glenn will be there, hopefully. And uh, <laughs> if you like those tickets, uh, caller seven, 888-404-1010, 888-404-1010. 888-404-1010. Caller number seven. They'll be yours. When we come back from break, we're going to talk with Captain Christopher Hayes, who's been so nice sitting there quietly drinking his coffee. Are you Facebooking live? Is that what you're doing? I'm trying to. It's, oh, my gosh. It's not working all sure, well. He's a social media star. I didn't even know it, man. Yeah, that's it. Are you going to teach us how to make a slime? A what? Uh, never mind. <laughs> we're going to be right back. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brent Gunn. Jonathan's gone. Glenn is gone. <laughs> Just me and Bill. And Captain Christopher Hayes. Now, do you go by Christopher or do you go by Cray Chris? What's up? <laughs> or do you go by Captain Chris? <laughs> or Captain Chris or Captain Hayes? Or yeah. what's the official, uh, how should we represent you? I I, I prefer Chris. The uh, the whole title of uh, Captain just uh, uh, seems a little uh, self-serving to me. It's just... Do we have Makes to salute sense. you officially? I mean, uh, you know. it, it, it's up to you. If you want okay. to do that, that's right, that's, that's fine. fine. <laughs> now, now, uh, when I, I, you know, I'm going to ask this, but when they say, you know, when they put captain in front of your name, you're a captain of what? Uh well, I'm a uh, third mate unlimited, sixteen uh, hundred ton master, um, unlimited master of uh, uh, offshore support vessels, uh, unlimited master of uh, uninspected fishing vessels, just. Pretty much everything I can do. Is- I didn't hear operation <laughs> of a dinghy in there whatsoever. No, no I'm the captain. I don't have to do that. So I- you're big boat boy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're not, we're not talking about, uh, you know, 16 foot, uh, you know, well crafts. We're talking, uh, big tonnage out there. Yeah. Uh, the, the last vessel I was on, it was, uh, 240 feet. Uh, oh really? Yeah. We're, we're, we're out of Tampa Bay. I'm doing some flat fishing. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, we were working out of Galveston. Oh, oh. Uh, now, are you originally a, a Texas boy? Yeah, I was. Uh, I grew up in uh, Freeport, Texas. No way. Mm-hmm. 
That's where my dad used to keep his boat. I've been out of Freeport uh, many, 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 many times as a young child. We used yeah. to keep our boat in Kima. Okay. Yeah, that's – from when I grew up and, and the last time I went was about 10 years ago. Um, oh, it's changed unbelievably yeah, from they, what it they, used to be. Oh, yeah. It's, it's completely different. It's not it, – it, pretty much everybody still lives in the same house. It's, it's a town of – it used to be about 5,000, 6,000 people. And then uh, um, just over time when they brought the uh, marina in – and uh, it's just grown up, and, and, and it needed to happen. I remember as a kid, all it ever smelled like was petroleum and fish. That was it. That was all it was. Was uh, mm-hmm. We were the only sailboat on a sport fishing uh, marina. <laughs> at the very end, they put my dad's sailboat at the very, very end of all these covered you know, marinas. Because these were big, you know, Bertrams and, you know, I mean, you know, these are big open fishing vessels. These guys used to come in with just huge, giant swordfish and... And uh, mahis and tunas and stuff like that. And as a kid, I was just like, wow, man, this is just so awesome. I'd watch the fishing boats come in. And, Mm -hmm. of course, I would go, my dad would make me go down and get anything that was being cut off uh, the bony backbones, all that stuff like that, take them. And then we would take them to the inn, and he would dump them over by by the inn by the sailboat. And I asked him one day, I was like, Dad, why are you dumping all these dead fish down here by the boat? And he goes, I'll show you. And he reaches down, grabs a crab trap, and pulls it up. And I mean, it is filled with the biggest blue crabs you've ever seen in your entire life. I mean, <laughs> the claws that were probably three inches big around. I mean, they were huge. I mean, like eight inches across the back. I mean, big, just gorgeous ones. That Cajun knew how to catch crabs. Trust me. He knows what he needed to do. Well, that's cool. Now you're here and you've opened up the uh, the uh, school. Uh, officially, is it is a school, right? It's an institution. Yes, it's uh, called Gulf Coast Maritime Academy. Yeah. Um, we do everything from uh, private boater training. We can uh, uh, we can do just a basic course. Um, uh, we can customize uh, anything uh, in regards to. Uh, uh, Say, for instance, I just had a couple that uh, went down to the British Virgin Islands. They came in, uh, took a. Uh, a three-day course it was over the span of about a month and a half and uh, uh they just wanted the general knowledge of it and uh i actually just talked to them they're uh they're turning into the boat today and uh, uh they loved it they thought it was great and uh it's probably a good thing to know if you're going to be a guy who like suddenly comes into some money or decides to get to a bigger vessel or something it may be something where you want to upgrade and your knowledge and do that kind of stuff it is for and- for a guy who thinks he knows how to run from a going from a 12-foot john boat to a 25 foot twin engine jobber it's you know it's a little bit different driving oh yeah absolutely and 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 the rules and we were talking about this uh yesterday where where certain tonnage doesn't really apply it's there's just that general pecking order of who does what you're talking about rules of the road basically rules of the waterways i should say yes the driving rules now before we get into that i was going to ask you if a kid now with the regulations now bill george that you know a kid can go get his uh rating and all that kind of stuff so that they can be in control do you do that class for younger kids or anything not right now um the the biggest challenge for that is is not only just the regulatory but bringing these kids in and, and, and putting it into a context that they can understand easily. Um, it, in some instances, it can be a little bit more difficult because the intelligence level of uh, your average teenager has, has dramatically increased over the years. Um, I was going to say the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> well, in some things, yes, uh, you know, I, I definitely agree, but you know, trying to, trying to explain the fact that you cannot cross a channel 
when a vessel, especially, say, a, a, a container ship or something coming into Tampa Bay. We see it all the time. That's one of the other things that I do is um, I work on the side just every once in a while with the Tampa Bay pilots. And we see it where, where pleasure boaters will cross in front of these ships They'll anchor in the channel. And, and, and Oh, that's been happening since I was a kid, man. Oh, yeah. I it, mean, uh, we'd have big oil tankers coming in to, to go into the Florida Power, and there's guys right in the middle of the channel, you know, anchored in, and uh, they won't move. Mm-mm. I'm like, dude, that thing just can't turn. That's uh, it. And, I mean, uh, the, one, for one thing, they're in a marked channel, and if they go either side of it, it's only eight feet deep. So, is it I mean, not sovereign submerged lands? I'm not talking about off the end of the dock talk, down are in Venetian Isles. Etiquette or are we talking laws? I'm talking about you want to keep your butt from getting run over by well, yeah. a, a billion ton oil tanker that's coming in there that's blasting on the horn and he's going, I'm catching whiting here. <laughs> now, you, know, you can go around me. Go, Just go around. I mean, it doesn't work that way. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, it was funny because when we were talking on the phone, I said, you know, it was interesting. I, me and my kids watched Summer Rental over on Fourth of July before we headed out to the beach, you know, the John Candy movie. Yeah. And uh, it was one of those things I know when I was growing up on a sailboat with my father, there were certain things that he taught me about, you know, who gets the right of way, especially down there in Galveston and Kima. You got oil tankers. You got boats that are running out to oil rigs. You got supply boats. You got all. I mean, it's a, it's a it, giant shipping area there. And you got to know where you're going. And uh, sailboats, they have a certain right that that other boats don't have. And uh, but even the sailboat, if you got if you're under power, if you're under sail, the rules are a little different than if you're under power. So I mean, these are things that a lot of people don't know. They just go down and buy one, and I don't know, I'm a sailor. You know, the way I look at it is, if I'm dinky and he's big. I got to get out of the way. Yeah, you think, <laughs> you think that way, but there are a lot of people out there who don't think that way. They think you could just go around me. I'm catching whining over here. <laughs> and that's the truth. And now for you, if a, uh, for an individual, I know I don't want to pick on everybody, but like I said, before you go out there and do something stupid and get somebody killed, uh, go and take your course, right? I mean, uh, you right. save your lives, save a lot of people's lives doing that. Exactly. And, and, People don't seem to understand when when you have roughly about 7,000 boating accidents a year just in the state of Florida. I think the uh, numbers were in 2017. I want to say there were 63 deaths, um, over 7,000 incidents, uh, somewhere around $8 million worth of damage. That's crazy. And, and, and the the majority of that, I'd say 75, 80% of that is, is boater error. They just simply don't understand the rules. I didn't know. Yeah, that's that's it. And and. The, it doesn't exempt you to well, you know, ignorance to the law does not mean that you cannot comply with the law. Well, and, I think that a lot of people also misconstrued the fact that, that they think that because it's all open water, that everything is Bill George went well, sovereign land is that you can just run, you can run everywhere, and and that's not true. I mean, there are certain areas off of Weedon Island where. But the signs clearly state, you know, no combustion engines beyond this point. And there are certain areas where you can't run uh, full speed. You have to idle through there and you don't know those things. Cutting across a shipping lane uh, in front of a boat. Uh, it, and, and you hear stories all the time. I mean, our friends, you know, have bigger boats. All these 
people on jet skis who you know, <laughs> uh, you know, get right next to them, jump their wake, keep cutting back and forth across the bow, and then jump over the back. And I doing think all that if crazy they're within stuff. shotgun distance and they're in the air, they should be free game. Yeah, little bird shot will solve the problem. That's one way to handle it. But, well, but now these are all things that somebody literally, if they're smart enough, would go in and take the course. Right. And uh, there's different courses for each different action i'm sure right i mean right and and the gen, the general um the general course that we offer for just private boaters is is basic navigation basic rules of the road uh, essentially just staying out of the way of everybody else that that is going to do some serious damage to you you know if you're in a 26 foot boat and you turn around and you're trying to cut off an 800 foot tanker guess what that guy is not going to stop he's not going to turn so you need to get out of his way it's like a train i mean <laughs> yeah, it's, that's, that's gonna say, it's like a train yeah. you know he's coming down the track but that but that also it doesn't matter if it's that big or not there's also certain rules if you're going in a channel and someone's coming over to the side and you're literally going to come to a intersection by the way there are also certain rules where you have to right you can't impede the passage of the vessel that can that can only safely operate within that channel okay so if a flats boat that can only take draw six inches and there you go uh, we'll get into it after <laughs> all right it's the big and wild outdoors we are brought to you by g5 feeding outdoors and of course the great and wonderful folks out of brandon ford we'll have more with captain christopher hayes from the uh, gulf coast marine academy we come back stay with us you guys if you got a question call the show <laughs> That may be a new personal best for uh, choking down a donut during a break. That, that wasn't like a little one with a hole in it. No. That was a Boston cream jobber right there, buddy. <laughs> Did pretty good on that one. Uh, welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are uh, in the studio today. It's uh, Braden, me, and uh, Bill George, and Nock, and everybody else is gone. But uh, Captain Christopher Hayes decided to uh, brave the uh, the storms of the West Coast. It's and head over pretty to the nice city out there right now. It looks beautiful now. It's probably all heading over to Armageddon's, heading to uh, you know Lakeland me. or Plant City, yeah, mm. over where you are. Mister, got to go put asphalt down for the day. Yeah, uh, but uh, Captain Christopher Hayes is uh, with the Gulf Coast uh, Maritime Academy. We were talking during the break. Uh, I know that you offer uh, basic boating courses and stuff like that, but you also you, you can upgrade. And I was looking at your website, and you know when you know when guys come in and they move down to Florida and they they go out and they go fish with some uh, guide or captain or something for a day, and then they go, you know, this is I'm going to do this for the rest of my days. <laughs> And they get out there, and they go, and they take a, a quick course out there and get their license to go out there and be able to do what they do. But looking at your website, <clears throat> there are things on here that I would have never thought that uh, you actually teach. I mean, you can upgrade. Uh, I don't know what this happens to mean, but you have a ton upgrade to a master's license. You have that course going on, a 200-ton upgrade master's license. Uh, you have towing, mooring, afternoon and evening course for uh, doing that assistant towing. I don't think a lot of people know how to do that properly because I've seen it myself. <laughs> uh, radar certification, that kind of stuff, uh, all that kind of – I mean, dude, you, if it has to do with a boat, I mean, you guys do it. Seriously. Pretty much, yeah. And, and the With the lower level license, which would be the uh, captain's license or it's uh, OUPV. Uh, operative or unexpected passenger vessels. That's what we in the business call six pack. That's it. 
six Go pack. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to blow you away with my knowledge. A six-pack. <laughs> yeah, it's the, not uh, in your abs. The, no. <laughs> no, it's not in the cooler either. No, it's uh, uh, basically all it says is that you can take up to six paid uh, passengers for hire. Um, you can take them out, charter fishing, you can do eco tours with them. Uh, pretty much whatever you want to do, whenever they pay you, uh, you can take them out and uh, pretty much do whatever uh, whatever you feel the the need for. Um, just moving on. With well, that, you know, so. I, I, but, yeah. I was I, you know during the break we were talking when I was in my younger days, me and a friend of mine <clears throat> decided we were going to go become uh, merchant marines and uh, be uh, part of the seafaring crews out there because they were paying stupid money. I think uh, back in the day that was in the early 80s uh, kind of deal right after high school uh 300 bucks a day 12 hours on 12 hours off working on uh, barges and all that stuff on the uh on the mighty mississippi and then of course you also have ocean going as well that that do that and i was sitting here looking at your uh your approved training provider and a lot of this stuff we had to learn while we were we were there just to get a deckhands rating, which uh, I did, and then went up to uh, first mate rating as well. Stayed long enough, but uh, teaching. Uh, let's see, uh, uninspected passenger vehicles, which is the six pack, ungrade to uh, most masters. Also, firefighting, uh, advanced firefighting, vehicle security officer, able seaman, leadership courses, crowd control, and all these other things. I, Things that you would not associate with with boat ownership, but you teach these things, right? And and going into those those levels of uh, uh, licenses and endorsements, it, a lot of that for international sailing, like uh, leadership and managerial skills, uh, you've got to know how to to be sensitive and 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 make sure that you you lead properly, um, based off of past events in the maritime world. At the end of the day. Every regulation, every training scope, everything that's in there is always written in blood. And that's that's the the thing that a lot of people don't understand is, you know, there was a lot of stuff that came down from the coast of Concordia. There's a lot of stuff that came down from from uh, 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 the Marist Alabama uh, in regards to uh, vessel security. There's uh, rule changes. Like, for example, they just had a rule change with the navigation rules. Uh, where fly of short blast used to mean danger. Well, you can't say that no more. That's got to be. I don't understand your intentions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, but I'm, uh, you know, I, I know we're sitting here. Are you saying we're getting politically correct <laughs> on maritime? Yeah, on the wow. way you can use your horn. <laughs> oh, what does that mean? Oh, it's beer time. No, but now the reason I brought this up is because right. you know we have a lot of people who move down here, and of course they want to go out and catch redfish for a living and be captains, but. What a lot of people forget is is just how busy the Port of Tampa actually is. And we have international shipping that comes in and out of there all the time. Mm-hmm. And down in the Keys, up around Jacksonville, well, I mean, there's a lot of ports of call here. And so this kind of training you can get if you want to go get a job, not maybe as a guy who's uh, out guiding to catch snook, but get a job over on a on a on a ocean going vessel, right? Absolutely. I mean, uh, you could start at the bottom, just work your way up. Uh, it's called uh, uh, climbing the house pipe. Basically, just uh, you're starting at the very bottom. It's your decision is real simple on the deck. It's either this mopping bucket or that mopping bucket, and then you just kind of work up from there. But I mean, it used to be you either have to know somebody to get into that group. You know, uh, you know, friends, cousins, whatever. Especially around the coast of Louisiana or Texas. Oh yeah, the FBI, friends, brothers, and in-laws. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But uh, you know, to go and knock on the door of a of a shipping uh, company over here in Tampa somewhere 
they're going to ask you what your credentials are. Absolutely. And you can go get those at your academy, right? Yes. You can start out with uh, basic training. Uh, You would get uh, uh, lower level security endorsements, things like that. Just, Just enough to get you in the door. Over time, once you build up C-Service, uh, you can move up to an uh, Able Seaman rating. Depending on how much time you've been at sea, then you can uh, upgrade to advanced firefighting. You can do uh, lifeboatman courses, and then you just kind of graduate up from there. And then into security or anywhere else, you can do that, depending on where the ship goes. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not to pick on millennials, but, you know, this is, a, you know, I, I think a lot of people don't look at the shipping industry, especially here in, in Tampa, as a maybe a employment opportunity or a profession but in reality dude if you're good at that job and every ship is run differently if you get on a good vessel a petroleum base calling freight doing whatever all that stuff that that's a lifelong deal where you make good money absolutely I mean, very good money what's well, with like the oil field was several years ago when i was still sailing um it, you know it was nothing for me to to wake up in the morning and make 850 dollars a day just as a captain. And then the uh, uh, the bottom dropped out of the oil field, and, and lo and behold, you know, a lot of us were out of a job. I was a casualty of it. Um, but now it's starting to come back, and that's right. what I'm saying. And then but, now more goods are being shipped across the Gulf of Mexico from here to Houston, from here down to Mexico, from uh, Alabama. I mean, they're everywhere. And those guys, as I pointed out, in the 80s, they were making, I mean, deckhand, deckhand guys floating down the Mississippi River uh, we're making three hundred dollars a day easily, mm-hmm. and you know, of course, you're trapped on a, a a boat, you know, on a big floating raft of barges going down to Mississippi, and you have to break tow, put it through the locks, put it back together, go to the next one, take it apart, put it back together. It's hard work. It's twelve hours on, twelve hours off. Yeah, but you got nowhere to go to spend that money, and when you're on that thing and you're on there for a month and you get off. There's a big wad of cash sitting in your pocket. It's oh, yeah. kind of like being in the Navy without having to say yes or no, sir, all the time. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's the same thing. <laughs> you still say yes, sir, no, sir, but yeah. you just but, don't uh, have to get court-martialed. Only, only to other people above your pay grade that are in the wheelhouse, not yeah. anybody on the deck. So it's it's a totally different thing. But yeah. and, and, and there's so much – that. There's such a gap between the old timers, which at, at 40 years old, I'm considered an old timer now because we're not getting a lot of younger people that are getting into the industry. That's a shame. There's a huge gap where, um, uh, for years, uh, for about five years, my boss and, uh, he was 60, late sixties, almost early seventies. Uh, and he would outwork some of the kids that would get on the boat, 18, 19, 19 years old. You know, you give Mr. Ronnie a, a cup of coffee and a honey bun, and he was good for 12 hours. He yeah. was fine. Yeah. It, it, well, he's been doing it for a while. He's old school. He's a master chief. Oh, you yeah, know what I mean? Used, In we, that rating, that old, of course he is. Oh, yeah, we used to tell him that he was the uh, bosun on the ark. Well, he it, didn't get a trophy if he didn't do something. No. Now, it, now you just, we give out participation trophies and <laughs> everything else and we're raising softies right? well you know what I, I we'll talk about it a little bit more because i think this is one of those uh vocations that you hear mike Rowe talk about you know you don't necessarily have to go spend four years or 10 years or eight years in college and come out of there with a hundred thousand dollars in debt well, this actually, is a, it's more than that well if you go to a maritime college you're looking at two hundred thousand dollars in debt yeah so that's uh, so what i'm saying you go in here and you get your education to go out and start working on a boat and as you do it a lot of those companies will pay for your education to Absolutely. further you up the ladder so if you're a good worker uh you know it's one of those lost you know, I would say it's a lost industry that's that's hopefully being found again. 
And guys like you opening up, uh, you know, the academy is helping people to find that way. Yeah, Yeah. and and, and that's all – the school itself, I mean, there was a lot of different reasons why we started the school. Um, when it comes down to it, it it started from the, the combination of me taking the huge risk of uh, taking some time off and uh, upgrading my license and then getting laid off. And I spent $40,000. Yeah. And now and, you get and, to run around in shorts and flip-flops, so your and, life sucks out loud. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we're going to take a quick break. We'll get back to uh, talking to more with uh, Captain Chris Hayes. Uh, you know, it's all interesting. I think it's a great thing. Uh, Gulf Coast Marine Academy, you need to go check it out. It's a good thing. Get your kid. You know, threaten to put them in there. No, don't do that. All right. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford and G5 Feeding Outdoors. We'll take a break. Donut break. Let's go. We'll be back. work that way bill george hi <laughs> welcome back everybody it's big and wild outdoors so is that a second donut it, i called dibs on the blueberry dude you heard me i and, called it didn't yeah, I? You and, called and, it. and you, you called made it. it disappear it sounds like you didn't even chew <laughs> i did I did, the, I did the homer simpson i did the homer in hell they just held my nose and went oh Oh, oh. I, don't, I don't know. Every time after Eddie called, I look over you, I see Shrek. <laughs> exactly. Uh, during the break, Bill George was beating up our, our distinguished guest, Captain oh, Chris Hayes uh, from the Gulf Coast Maritime Academy. They were actually discussing, and this is kind of important, um, with the events that have unfolded where airboat captains, if you have uh, human beings on board, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're going to require you uh, additional training and perhaps a licensing type thing. Yeah. And um, he asked if, if you guys were going to be involved in that as well. I know you do the, the other boat stuff. so We are. Um, we're, we're still looking at the regulations. I haven't had a really solid chance to uh, figure out exactly what they're looking for just yet. But um, I don't think the state has made it clear of what they want yet. Not how yeah, they mean. haven't put it into final rule yet. It, it's going through draft, and it, it should be adopted here shortly because they have to have it in by October or something, or, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, I know we, we were in deep discussion during the break that uh, I think that it should be a requirement to, that if some uh, other human beings are in your care <clears throat> or in your um, in your boat, you should be able to have the ability to at least put out fires, maybe even have CPR, things like that that you should know in the back of your mind. You're I, on the water. What do you got to worry about fires Fires for? There's water everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those combustion engines yeah. never, ever, ever catch fire. No. Yeah, no combustion no. engine yeah. never, never. <laughs> Fuel and air mixture, a spark, nah, never happens. Uh, you know, but... Uh, I guess once that's all approved, then they'll alert everybody on this is what you're going to need to get blank blank, and then you guys can do your course around that. Is that one? Yeah, yeah. We we have to have a, a guidance on what they're looking for, and we have to meet that minimum requirement. Right. And then, uh, I'm sure there's going to be an approval process. We got to send it to somebody in the state, or if it's going to be regulated by the Coast Guard, um, that way we can actually design something that's going to make sense, as opposed to just okay, here's the topics memorize all of this stuff and this and this and this might be on the test that's not how you know none of my uh, none of the courses that we have are designed that way especially the six-pack license well i gotta ask you anything that involves uh, uh a boat i'm uh, not uh, uh, 
not a sailboat per se, but yeah, even sailboats, but not like a kayak or anything like that. Is uh, does the Coast Guard have to be involved in that in the regulatory side of it, or is it state uh, run kind of deal? Well, there's kind of a marriage between the two, depending on if it's just uh, private boaters and things like that. That's when you get FWC that's involved, uh, the local police departments like Fairwater Beach Police, St. Pete Police, and all that good stuff. But they go by Coast Guard guidelines, don't they, when they ask for your you know, your alert, your whistle, your smoke, or your signaling and all that? you know? Right. That's all in uh, 46 CFR. Um, it, it's on the regulatory requirements. Uh, typically, it's it's 46 CFR. It's uh, subchapter W. It, it tells you all the 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 big uh what you need to have and things like that for un, uh, inspected and unspected vessels and then you have state requirements that are on top of that as well so you know for a private boater there the state requirements you have um uh just uh, the proper amount of life jackets on board make sure you're not overloading the boat uh uh, make sure all your lights work. Essentially, uh, back flame arresters on 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 any of your uh, combustion engines, mm-hmm. and um, uh, you can go to uh, any uh, uh, local Coast Guard auxiliary. Uh, you can call them up, say, "Hey, this is where I'm going to be at. Can you guys come over and give me a sticker?" And they'll they'll go through the boat with a fine tooth comb, make sure everything is good to go, and they'll give you um, uh, guidance on if if there's something that you've missed. They'll they'll actually give you some paperwork and say, "Hey, you know, you need to get this. You need to take care of that." Or they'll just give you a sticker, slap it on the side of the boat, say, yep, you're good to go. Now, let me get, let me ask you this. I go in there and I get my uh, six-pack license. Is uh-huh. that good? Is it like a driver's license? Is that good anywhere? I mean, can I go do a guide service like uh, in the Bahamas or uh, dry Tartugas off of Texas, any of that kind of stuff? Does that cover all that? Yes. With ours, it's approved for near coastal inside of 200 miles um, inland. And uh, the Great Lakes. So when you get that license, you have a certificate that's issued by us because it's approved by the U.S. Coast Guard. They give us a course code, the whole nine yards. When you go through the application process and you send it in, you send in a copy. Never, And, and that's a tip for anybody that's looking to, to get their license, no matter where you go. Hopefully you come to us. But uh, – you know, don't ever send them originals because they have a really bad habit of losing all the originals. <laughs> you know, oh, we never got that. Well, I sent it to you 15 years ago. Well, sorry, you know, and, and that's all there is to it. But, um, but yeah, once you have that credential where you have that little red book from the Coast Guard, you can pretty much go anywhere. Really? Yeah. We'll Within how- 200 miles of the coast. Depending right. on the rating, yes. The, well, with the six-pack, you said the six-pack was up to 200 miles from the – that's yeah. That's yeah. considered near coastal. Yeah. Um, now I would. That's a long way to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the middle ground. Uh, you would be surprised at the guides. When I was working in Galveston, we worked uh, um, East Breaks uh, um, six hundred two and uh, six thirty three. We were about hundred and eighty some odd miles due south of Galveston, and they would have little twenty six foot Boston whalers out there just just killing sure yellowfin tuna all day long so and it's the guide services so you know they they take that i, I wouldn't go out that far in a in a plastic boat at the end of the day plastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you're on steel well, yeah. yeah but but at the same time you know you just you never know what's going to happen you know and having it a, a proper training uh for anything like that, it's it's important because you you have to understand you know what what tools you have available to you. You got to understand the navigation rules. If you do have a fire on a boat, you got to be able to 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 properly and effectively put it out. You have to uh, you know if you have to get in the water, you got to have ways uh, you know you have to have the knowledge to 
to to survive essentially they know how to use a radio and know how right. to, what to do with the epurb and know all the other stuff like that and i well, think that when you go down and you buy that brand new boat and you go put it in the water and you like i was saying before you upgrade from uh you know the 12 foot john boat with a 99 kicker on the back and you finally got your dream boat and you run out there and sad to say, those are the ones you usually see on the rock but, piles at Indian Rocks or, you know, mm-hmm. somewhere plowed into a, a dock somewhere uh, that becomes but, the statistics that you just put out at the but, beginning of the show. You but know, really, anybody who's taking people for hire, whether or not it's taking them out for scallops or alligator hunting or anything, should have one of these six pack licenses. Right. If you're taking passengers for hire, you have to be you have to have a, a merchant mariner credential endorsed as a as a uh a six-pack captain right uh OUPV. okay and and what's basically involved in a course like that because that's that's probably going to be for the, for 90 percent of the people out here that's probably going to be what they would need right right and we go over uh navigation rules rules of the road i spent about two days on that uh we talk about um uh, Fire safety. We uh, uh, go over fire extinguishment. What type of fire extinguishers are uh, uh, are needed? Uh, you learn how to tie knots, things like that, which uh, everybody pretty much does um, on a regular basis. Um, you also have uh, chart plotting. You have uh, vessel handling, bank suction. You have uh, advance and transfer. All kinds of different things that we go over. Um, and that's all part of the regulatory requirements for that license. And then eventually, you know, as you upgrade your license or move up in the world, you know, it gets a little bit more complicated. But for the simple uh, simplicity of that license, we've broke it down to where it's just short, sweet, to the point to where this is what sh- you should know. This is within the regulations, and this is going to help make you profitable. This is also going to keep you safe. That sure. way you have a, you know, not only a reputation of, of, of putting people on the fish and you're making money, but you're also, you know, 15 years down the line when you're renewing your license again, everybody goes, you know, what did, how did you learn all this? Well, I went to Gulf Coast Maritime Academy yeah. and, and, and well, you know, they a, made it simple. One of the things that I was getting phone calls from a while back was people who had commercial licenses and they're, they're on the boat by themselves throwing a net in fresh water, getting mm-hmm. tilapia and they're getting tickets and they're getting tickets because of their life jackets. And when you got a commercial license and you, you, you have to have the life jackets that have reflective on it. What we buy in Walmart every day for the little cheap things, they don't Those cut it. No, even no. though you're in the same water that leads nowhere you know, they they had to turn around and have the reflective life jackets and everything else, which is a lot more expensive than your cheapies. Well, these yeah. are all things that you would learn if you go in, Bill George, and take the course <laughs> out of the Gulf Coast Marine well, Academy. I, I may have to. Well, I, you know, I may I, have to finally uh, bite the bullet and, and get my... Well, I got a class coming up on the 16th. You're welcome to join. Well, there yeah. you go. And, uh, and I, I was looking down. I mean, you, yeah. as you said, you know, you can start. You can go with your uh, your basic boater training, uh, do that kind of thing, get that out of the way, and then you can step up a little bit later on and get your United States Coast Guard uh, boat captain's uh, upgrade, and then you can do your endorsements from there. And then if you're feeling really froggy and you want to build the world's largest airboat and scare everybody 200 miles offshore, <laughs> you can go get your uh, 2010, you know, super tonnage uh, license as well. So, 
you can go everything from the basics to the biggest, and uh, I think it's pretty cool. If people need more information, I guess the easiest way to do it nowadays, of course, is just to go online, right? Yeah, you can go on our website, uh, gulfcoastma.com. You can go on Facebook. Uh, you can find us on there. Um, you can uh, give us a call, 888-421-GCMA. We're available as much as uh, as much as possible. Uh, typically, I do work on the weekends, so if you have a question or anything like that, anybody that's listening now, um, you know, hit us up if you have any questions. Uh, even even if you just you know just have a general, just hey, I I want to know about this. Let us know, and we'll be more than happy to help you out. Well, Captain Christopher Hayes, we appreciate you coming in and hanging out with us and kind of educating us on all the uh, boating stuff out there. Not a problem. Don't be a stranger, man. Call us again, and you're always welcome to bring donuts. That Absolutely. hour went quick. Gulf Coast Maritime Academy. Go check it out, man. It's a great place. Go look at it online. It's pretty easy to do. GulfCoastMA.com. And uh, get your license. Get out there. Get on the water. You know, don't you have to be a doctor? It's a big and wild outdoors. We'll see you guys next Saturday. Hang with us.